trying to record this. Um, the enemy, man, has so many distractions. So many distractions come. But thank God for the power of God and, and for his glory because through it all, we still was able to get this series out. And this series is called A Good Soldier. And, and, and I thank God for allowing me to be one of his chosen vessels to not only experience some of the things that's in this series, but to also, you know, be able to teach it and be a witness to it. So without further ado, let us open up in prayer real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to take the time out to say I thank you first and foremost for your blessings. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for the wisdom that you have instilled in every believer by the Holy Spirit. I'm asking you, Father, that as we open up this series, that your Holy Spirit will begin to reveal revelation knowledge of the truth to the people who want to be receptive to it so that they can understand how to be a good soldier of Christ. We ask these things in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, we see that Paul, he tells us about being a good soldier. It reads that, Thy therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that war entangling himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. As a believer, we see here that you have been chosen to be a soldier. And, and it says that as a good soldier, we will endure hardness. So the first thing that we need to understand as a true soldier, a good soldier, a good warrior of Christ is this, that we are in a war. And I want to say that one more time for those who think that it was a misstatement that I just said. It wasn't a misstatement. It wasn't a misquote. It was true. We are in a war. Now, this may not be true for the unbeliever, but as a Christian, as a believer, as a child of God, whether you like it or not, you are in a spiritual war. And if you do not believe this, you're going to be defeated. Now, real quick, let me just give a few references to, to show that we are in a spiritual war. Let us turn to Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. And in this verse, we will see that Jesus Christ, he says this. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So he goes to tell us that we are being placed in a position where we are praying. And as we are praying, he tells us to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Now, the reason why we are to be wise as a serpent is because a serpent, I have seen this when I used to work in a pet store. We, we used to could put a, a rat for the snake to eat, and 
we will place the rat inside the cage. And as we would do this, sometimes this rat would jump all over this snake head, but the snake would not budge. But at the slightest little moment, when that rat had got relaxed, when that rat had seemed like it was it was in the safe zone, the snake would snap at it. And see, that was wisdom. I didn't have to spend a lot of energy on doing anything. The serpent, he didn't have to spend a lot of energy on doing things. He let the thing tire itself out. So we see right here we need to be wise as a serpent because serpents are very, very wise. But And it says, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Now, the reason why we need to be harmless as doves is because in the act of war, there are innocent bystanders. And if not careful, there can be a casualty there. Now, in the spiritual realm, we're going to war with the enemy. Sometimes the enemy will place people in our lives and he will affect things in our lives to make it seem like we're the one that's doing it. So we must use wisdom with how we conduct matters so we won't give a bad appearance of things. And then not only that, we must use wisdom so that we can't harm those in which the enemy is trying to harm. We can't be tools for the enemy. So therefore we need to be wise as servants and homeless as those. But back to the initial thing here, it says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves, so therefore to let you know some type of confrontation is a sheep and it's wolves. We are the sheep, they are the wolves, the enemy. And so therefore we are in a battle. The, the second uh, passage is going to come from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, Paul, he instructs us, he says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now I want to stop a brief moment. This is a very, 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 very vital passage to us. And here's the reason why. If we were not in a war, if we were not in some type of confrontational in the spiritual realm, why would Paul tell us to put on the whole armor of God. And see, the reason why he said that is because he has the knowledge of we are in a spiritual battle. Now, I, I want to dissect this verse a little bit more, but before I do that, I, I got to do this right here. Paul knew firsthand all about the spiritual battle dealing with this church of Ephesus. Now, just a little quick quick little recap about Ephesus. We find Ephesus in, in the book of Acts chapter 19. Now, th this is very interesting, something that the Holy Spirit revealed to me. This is the only place in the book of Acts, the only place where the scripture says that God works special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, I want you to think about that. A miracle within itself is already special. But it said special miracles, special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, <laughs> when I first read that, I thought, what was a special miracle? And then I, I further had to ask the question, why did God use special miracles in this specific place, this particular place, Rather than any other place. And here, here is the answer to that question. 
in the region of Ephesus, we will see that there were strong principalities. There were strong principalities in the area. This is the area where they had the, the, the idol god called Diana. And, and, and then not only this, this, this is the area where, where books, where all type of witchcraft was being burned at. So in order for God to show his power strong, he had to work special miracles because in this area, it was witchcraft and stuff going on. So they was already used to seeing supernatural things happen. But God had to show that he was even more supernatural than what they had going on. So therefore, the scripture reads that special miracles by the hands of Paul. So now we see that once Paul came to this area, and Paul, he spread the gospel, people got saved, and he wrote back to them. He told them to put on the whole armor of God because he understood that the moment that they got saved, they placed a bull's eye on their back. They placed a target on their back. There were still spirits operating in that area. And the spirits would come back in those new believers. So Paul tells them to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now watch this right here. That word wiles come from a Greek word called methodia. Methodia is where we get the word method from. And we understand today that method means some type of tactic. So Paul, he is telling them that they need to stand against the tactics, the methods of the devil. Now that word methodia, it means trickery, traveling. Over there is trickery while lying in wait. Again, that is trickery. Traveling over there is trickery while lying in wait. In other words, in other words it's an ambush. And so that word means basically so many words, a method of an ambush. The enemy will have you walk over something like a landmine, watch you get it blow, exploded and blown up, and then he will come and he will attack you while there's a distraction. And so we see that there is a method to this thing here. And if we're not careful, we will be defeated by the enemy. So... We see that some of the points of being a good soldier is that we need to put on the whole armor of God. And, and, and not just putting on the whole armor of God, but we need to know how to be wise and yet be harmless at the same time. I remember um, some time back when I had first started to do a study on spirits that God had gave me a revelation concerning these spirits. And at that point in time, I didn't know anything about the, the, the dark world as far as like what they believed and stuff like that. But years later, I discovered that the revelation God had gave me was actually confirmed in truth, which I knew it was anyway because I, I know the voice of God. But the revelation that God had gave me was, he told me, he said, the same way that believers have guardian angels, angels that are ministering angels, for them, they have spirits that have been appointed against them. So in other words, the very moment that you receive a ministering spirit, a guardian angel, so we call it today's time, from God, that very moment, the enemy, he appoints a wicked spirit to be a spirit against you. Now, like I said, years later, I began to talk to somebody that was in the Satanist movement. 
and I had no idea as to really what was going on. I would just begin to talk to him because he was a new believer. And as we began to talk, this subject came up, and, and I told him what God had revealed to me some time back, and he confirmed it. He said, yeah. In the same this movement, we actually send spirits to attack specific people. And so I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. And it, it confirms what, what God was showing me some time before. And I didn't even have knowledge of the same this movement. But the thing is, as a believer, you have evil spirits that have been sent specifically to you. And you must learn how to stand against them. I know a lot of times in today's society, we hear the message preached so much in the churches that we don't have to fight anything the battle is the Lord. But God showed me that a lot of believers are using that as a crutch. And that is a misconception. And the reason why I say it's a misconception is because for that one incident in which God said, stand still and he was going to fight the battle, he had numerous other incidents where he tell them that they was going to go and actually fight the battle rather than him fighting the battle for them. So what we have to understand is this, that we are in the battle, whether we like it or not. And yes, there are times where we don't have to do anything and God will fight the battle, but for the most part, God has already equipped us and he's expecting for us to fight this battle. So as a good soldier, we have to understand that we must go through a boot camp stage. A boot camp phase and a boot camp stage is what we learn and what we understand our weaponry and how to equip up with the equipment that we need to be successful. One of the second things that we have to understand as a good soldier of Christ is we have to understand that we need to know our mission. In order to be a successful soldier of Christ, a good soldier of Christ, we must know what our mission is and we must know what it takes to complete that mission. One of the other things that we need to know when it comes to being a good soldier of Christ is we need to know our enemy. Now, I'm not talking about that we need to dive into witchcraft or uh, the study of demonology or, you know, Satanist movements. We don't have to know all the minute details about what they're doing and how they do it. Or the sacrifices that they do to the devils. All we need to know is what we are dealing with. And the reason why this is very important. Because if we are evangelists and we are going into a new territory. We need to know the spirits that are operating in that territory. So that we can operate against them. That is how you see success. So we need to know our enemy. And even if we are not even an evangelist. And we're just a layman person that's a Christian. We still need to know our enemy. So when we see a sign of sickness, when we see something that's outside the ordinary, we can understand that it is the enemy that is operating and what enemy is operating. So we'll know how to better compact that enemy. And so the next thing that we see when it comes to being a good soldier, we, we need to see the terrain. We need to understand how to check the terrain. Because knowing the landmass, knowing the area in which you're operating in, will allow you to know the enemy that is operating in that area. 
And the reason why this is so, 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 so important is because there may be some times where you may just be an innocent bystander and the enemy is doing things in the area and you get hit with some of the stuff because of what the enemy is doing in the area. And you may be thinking, well, I'm just going on a vacation, but all of a sudden I went on this vacation and I got sick and you need to be checking to see what the sicknesses are in the area. Because there are such things called spiritual principalities. And they operate in regional areas. And, and you will begin to sometimes track these spirits just by the effects that they put out. I remember um, not too long ago, I was, I, was, I was sitting in my room. And as I was sitting in my room, God put it in my spirit to start to pray for my wife. And pray for her safety and her protection. And sure enough, as I began to pray for her and her protection, I called her. And later on that day when I called her, she had told me, she said, baby, um, I almost was in a, 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 a big accident, a car accident. And so I asked her what was the time frame in which the accident happened. And I asked her like what transpired, like how she alluded the accident, and and she told me that what had happened was something had told her to slow down and stop. That something was God. And that was an answer to the prayer because the same time frame that this stuff had happened was around the same time frame that God placed in my spirit to pray over her. Now, the reason why I'm putting this in this, this message right here, this teaching right here, is to show you about spiritual principalities. Now, this same incident was similar to my mother. About two days later, around the same area, my mom, she told me that she was almost in a car accident. And what had happened was something similar. And in the, in the car accident that was meant for my mom, it hit somebody else. <laughs> Good God Almighty. And it was a devastating thing because there was a person that was actually killed. There was an 18-wheeler and a regular car. And, and so two days later from the incident what happened with my, my wife that was meant for my wife, but it didn't hit. Two days later, something very similar began to happen. And so we see right here that there is a spiritual principality that was operating car accidents in the area. But thank God for the power of God and for the ear of God so we can understand when we see things outside the norm, we can begin to pray. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who revealed this to me. Even though I wasn't there present with my wife, I was still able to send a prayer of protection around her and it worked. I thank God for that. So we see that we need to understand about the spirits that are operating in the terrain and if we want to be a good soldier. And so we need to understand that being a good soldier means that we're going to have to give up some type of things. It's some type of sacrifice that we have to give up. We cannot be entangled with the things of the world. Because the cares of the world will drift us away from our main mission. And our main mission as true believers of God, as Christians of God, is to set the captive free. Bring those who are lost back to the household. Receive salvation if you ain't saved. Give the plan of salvation as a believer. That's the primary goal. That's the mission for a good soldier. 
So what we see right here is we need to understand how to actually operate our weapons. What is our weapons? In the book of Ephesians, it lists out a whole thing about the armor of God. But we need to understand how to use these weapons. Yes, it talk about things like the, 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 the belt of truth and, and such forth. But do we understand how to use truth? Do we understand how to use these weapons? How to properly strap up our gear so we can be a successful soldier on the battlefield? In this series of good soldiers, I will begin to teach these things and share testimonies with you as to what I have seen and experienced that will give you understanding how to operate in the spirit, how to combat evil spirits, and how to begin to be a successful soldier, a good soldier of Christ. Now, in closing, I want to share this with you. I want to share this revelation right here with you. Good God Almighty. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> if we have been assigned spirits to us, <laughs> and we don't do anything about combating these spirits, we're going to end up dying. Because we have to understand that the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. Now those are not my words, those are Jesus' words. Kill, steal, and destroy. He will steal your funds, he will steal your happiness, he will steal your marriage. He will physically kill you with afflictions and sicknesses. And he will destroy everything that you don't work for. If you're not careful. So I need you to pay attention. And learn how to operate these spiritual principles. If you want to be successful. I look at a passage in the New Testament. Where Paul he was trying to get to a certain location. And the scripture says that Satan has withstood him. Now, it's very interesting when it says that Satan because it could have said a devil, it could have said an evil spirit, it could have said a demon, but it literally says Satan. So what it means to show you like what my dad used to always teach on and preach on, higher levels mean higher devils. So we see that Paul was a very, very strong person in the, in the word of God. In fact, so much that it said, like I said earlier, unusual special miracles will work through his hand. So Satan himself had to come and oppose Paul. And so we see that mm, 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 that we need to gird up ourselves because we own a battlefield. Whether you like it or not, if you are a believer, you are in a spiritual war and the enemy has been assigned to you to attack you, to destroy you. And if you do not be careful, if you do not be wise, you're going to be defeated. As we continue in this series again, I pray that it be some, 
some tad bit tactics, a tad bit uh, 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 spiritual truths here and there that you will pick up. And really, not all of them. I really desire that you receive all of them. But if you don't receive nothing but a little bit, I promise you it will change your life. So this is just the introduction of a good soldier, a good soldier of Christ. This is Jerry L. Skipper Ministries, and man, years in the making. This is definitely years in the making. And, and I pray that some of my experience will help you. And I pray that it will begin to bring peace into your life, your household, your marriage, your finances, and just anything that you put your hand to. I so desire to pray these things. I really do. Because it's time for the true Christians, the true believers to start to step up and operate in the power in which they was given. They need to understand what they have. They need to understand their identity. They need to understand what they possess. So until next time, I just want to say I love y'all. Be blessed. Shalom. Shalom.